Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 5, Episode 39 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today. Um, as we are technically into a new week, but we are concluding last week's study of our Come Follow Me materials. Um, having a look at John Chapter 2 to Chapter 4 in the week of February the th- um February the 6th to February the 12th. And today we're finishing off what we can in John chapter 4, mainly focusing on the discussion between Jesus and the woman at the well in Samaria. So we've just discussed uh, the metaphor of the the living water. Uh, And just to kind of finish off with that, uh, Christ, as we know, is referred to often as the living water and how this is able to nourish, it is life-sustaining. Remember that without water, uh, we are not able to survive very long. So this is a wonderful uh, kind of, well, metaphor uh, for the Saviour and the role that he should have in our lives. We should thirst after righteousness and that thirsting can only be quenched by the Saviour and it is with water that will mean that we won't thirst again if we partake truly uh, from his source truly is a, a wonderful uh, thing that we learn. So then the conversation moves on. And Jesus says to the woman, go call thy husband and come hither. And uh, she responds by saying she doesn't have a husband. And Jesus says that she has said well, for she has no husbands. And in verse 18 it says, for thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou hast is, is, now, is not thy husband. In that thou saidst truly. And in verse 19 the woman responds, saying, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. So Jesus, for her, has now changed from from this Jewish person who is a stranger uh, to someone that can offer her something of great significance. Um, or as a sir, in verse 11, to a prophet, in verse 19, And then, uh, this is going to progress even further, as she experiences the Saviour more, she comes to respect and reverence him more and more. Uh, And as we commune with and learn from and learn more about the Saviour, our understanding of him should grow and develop and improve and change. Um, If we feel the same about the Saviour as we did this time last year or five years ago, then perhaps we haven't been communicating as fully as we can or perhaps we haven't been learning as much as we can about him because as we learn more about him we come to be more in awe uh, in what we know about him it's like in a marriage where you know very, very often the individuals will say in a marriage that they love the individual even more than they did when they first married them um, because they've gone through experiences with them because they have seen them act in moments of pressure and difficulty and they have been there with them uh, through all of it and they have learned from them Um, it's the same with the saviour that as we experience trials and difficulties with him and through him um, we come to recognize what so much more more what he has done for us Um, there's then a discussion uh, about how the woman talks about where they should worship and how Jewish people believe Jerusalem is the place where they worship. Samaritans had this uh, belief that that mountain 
that she refers to is where the temple should be. Um, and then Jesus uh, answers this question. Uh, and in verse 23 and 24, so focuses more on what they should worship rather than where. And says, but the hour cometh and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. But the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, obviously, um, there is uh, arguments that this verse suggests that God is spirit and does not have a body of flesh and bone. Um, but this is this can be explained in a number of ways that, well, indeed, the Father is spirit, as just as we are spirit, but we have a, a body that is housing that spirit. Um, we also read in Doctrine and Covenants 93.33, For man is spirit, the elements are eternal, and spirit and element, inseparably connected, receive a fullness of joy. So with a body, we can receive a fullness of joy, and we, but we are indeed originally a spirit. We also have the Joseph Smith translation, which... Uh, explains this further where it says for unto such have god promised his spirits and they who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth so there is a number of reasons for this um, and, and uh, explanations as to why this has been said um and i think that it helps us just to uh, it helps just to go over that point and recognize why that is in there and how we can understand it uh, in terms of god be having a resurrected body as well. Uh, and then the woman starts to refer about the Messiah uh, who would come and tell them all things. And Jesus responds to him in verse 26, I that speak unto thee am he. So he testifies, and as I mentioned before, of his, uh, his divinity, of how he is the son of God, that he is the Messiah that was promised to come. Now, um, as we go forward now, the woman leaves and goes to, to speak to to people in the city uh, and and tell them that he is the Messiah. Uh, she explains what happens, uh, kind of um, kind of and gives a blow by blow account, um, and testifies that uh, she believes that he is uh, the the Messiah. Uh, in verse twenty nine, she says, "Come see a man which told me all things that I ever did. Is not this the Christ?" So she bears witness and her testimony. And then in verse uh, 31, we have the moment where the disciples return to him uh, with food and ask him to eat. But he responds in verse 32 and says, But he said unto him, to them, I have, I have meat to eat that ye know not of. And again, uh, just like the woman at the well and just like uh, Nicodemus, the, uh, the disciples take this a little too literally uh, and um Therefore said the disciples one to another, Hath any man brought him aught to eat? Uh, and Jesus saith unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me, and to finish his work. Um, this is, as we talked about, a moment where Jesus begins to unfold the, the grandness and the, the kind of the foresight of his work, his ministry that was not just to teach and to uh, testify to those that were there then, but to be a Messiah, the Son of God for all mankind. Uh, and this is uh, just a wonderful experience to learn from. So I'm going to stop there um, because, you know, I think that's plenty. And also my voice is struggling, if you haven't noticed. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, and join us tomorrow 
I will start to look in Matthew chapter 5 and Luke 6 at the Beatitudes, uh, the, uh, the Sermon on the Mount, also a part of the Sermon on the Mount, uh, as it is so full with so many things that we can learn and discuss. Thank you so much for your time, and until we meet again.